Chapter Five of the Story of Edison and the Wonders of Electricity by Frank Mundell. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. A great success. Edison was anxious to be engaged in the highest-paid telegraphic work, that of receiving press reports, and he obtained permission to try his powers. The system he invented of adjusting two receiving registers the one for the reception of the news and the other for the repeating of the embossed writing was very successful for a time but unusual pressure of work made it impossible to keep pace with the dispatches and so many complaints of delay were received from the newspaper officers that edison was sent from indianapolis to cincinnati there he worked as a day operator for sixty dollars or twelve pounds a month he also earned something by assisting the men on night duty one night all the operators joined in a revel with some visitors from another town and when all were out of the office but edison and the office boy the telegraph began to work alone the skilful operator worked all night and succeeded in supplying the gap he was also on duty at the usual hour next morning ready to do his day's work he did not intend to say anything about the events of the night but the office boy told the manager and edison's salary was nearly doubled as the result he was then placed in charge of the louisville wire over which were sent all the southern reports fortunately for him the operator at the other end was famous for his speed and clearness and the practice edison had with this gentleman placed him at once far ahead of the other operators his next move was to memphis in tennessee with a still larger salary and board here he had the misfortune to have a manager who had been trying for some time to perfect a repeater of his own invention edison soon made the thing work and was then dismissed for his pains jealousy as in this case often causes acts of injustice edison could scarcely have been thrown out of work under more unfavourable circumstances he was absolutely penniless all his money had been sent home or spent on books and instruments and his clothes were very scanty and would scarcely hold together to make matters worse he was not in very good health for the long hours and want of sleep had begun to tell on his constitution he was cast down but not beaten feeble penniless and sore-hearted he walked one hundred miles and then obtained a free ride to louisville william foley also a telegraph operator out of work joined him at nashville and the two lads pursued their journey together at length they entered louisville and tried to obtain employment the manager was not prepossessed in edison's favour 
how could he be clothes may not be a true indication of respectability or the contrary but soulless shoes and thin linen garments in winter worn by a weary hungry-looking lad could not but awaken suspicion the manager however heard what he had to say and his bright earnest manner and the evidences of his skill told so much in his favour that he was at once engaged here he remained two years though he suffered much from the coarse and unprincipled conduct of those with whom he was obliged to associate in time they came to know him and appreciate his kind disposition his innocent and studious life and his willingness to do any one a good turn they felt he was not and never could be one of them yet they could not withhold from him the respect he inspired wherever he went on one occasion he took the press report of andrew johnson's presidential message at one sitting of thirteen hours from half-past three in the afternoon until half-past four on the following morning he then paragraphed the matter so that a few lines could be given to each compositor and the report that had taken him all night to receive was set up in a few minutes this incident was honoured by a state dinner given to him by the louisville press one night when edison was on duty one of the most skilled operators in the service but a victim to intemperance entered the office under the influence of alcohol walking up to the stove he kicked it over and then pulled down all the apparatus and left the room a complete wreck edison quietly rigged up one of the wires and did all the work just as if nothing had happened being a sober trustworthy man the rest made edison their treasurer so that none of them should be able to get more liquor that was good for him and for the work during office hours a new man came to the office who fell in with the plan but when the treasurer refused to give him more money than he was entitled to the man at once knocked him down and would have done him serious mischief if the others had not interfered this they did so effectually that the man spent three weeks in the hospital as he was the only one who ever had any spare money for he spent nothing in dissipation of any kind the demands on his purse were frequent and his patience was tried to the utmost his books were carried off and pawned and he sometimes found his bed occupied by drunken operators who lay there dressed and with their boots on after a time a new office was built at louisville and richly furnished strict orders were given that the instruments must not be moved from their places and the chemicals handled with the greatest care edison wanted some sulphuric acid for an experiment and unfortunately upset the vessel which held it the acid corroded the floor 
passed through into the manager's room injured his desk and destroyed his carpet on the following morning edison was informed by the board of directors that as they wanted operators and not experimenters he was at liberty to draw the salary due to him and leave cincinnati next employed the irrepressible inventor who could not be satisfied with the possession of more knowledge than nine-tenths of the telegraph operators in the country cared to acquire here the engine shed was so near the operating room that edison took a more than usual interest in the locomotive stabled there he even borrowed one and made a trip on his own account when the driver and the fireman were away he returned in safety for when he was a train boy he learned how to handle an engine but it was not just as smart in appearance as he found it by overfilling the boiler he brought down a shower of dirty water and soot ejected from the funnel on the engine we next find him back again at port huron where he worked for more than a year until he was twenty-one here he invented an ingenious device which effected a considerable saving and in return the grand trunk railway company presented him with a free pass to boston when he arrived at that centre of learning he had been four days and nights on the road and as usual his wardrobe was neither new nor fashionable his appearance at once aroused the mirth of the operators who determined to put a job on the jay from the woolly west they at once pointed out the instrument he was to use and told him that he was expected to take down a special report for the boston herald to make sure of flooring the new man they had wired through to new york and arranged for one of the fastest senders in that office to send the report edison had long before this made himself perfect in a simple and rapid style of writing which he could do at more than fifty words a minute and faster than any one in the united states could telegraph he therefore began to take down the report quite easily as the new york man to throw him off his guard proceeded leisurely at first before long the pace increased but apparently without any effort edison was quite equal to the task he then saw from the faces of the men who were all looking over his shoulder that they had arranged the whole thing to get some fun out of him pretending not to notice anything unusual he remained quite calm and kept up with the message even stopping once or twice to sharpen his pencil then the new york man commenced to run the words together and stick the signals but that made no difference to edison he had been tried with all kinds of work good bad and indifferent he put it down in a neat copperplate hand even crossing his t's and dotting his i's and putting in all the stops 
when he thought that the fun had gone far enough and the report was about completed he quietly wired to the operator at the other end say young man change off and send with your other foot that message was too much for the new york man who threw up the job in disgust and gave it to someone else to finish the boston operators tried no more tricks of this kind on the jay from the woolly west they were quite satisfied to place him in the front rank of operators and to allow that a man who could perform the feat they had just witnessed could afford to dress as he pleased the boston office was much troubled with cockroaches of large size which were seen everywhere and which no human ingenuity had been able to overcome no hiding places however cunningly constructed could hold their foraging parties at bay no shelf-hook or nail afforded any protection against their scaling forces over books papers instruments provisions and garments lay the shining track of the foe like the trail of the serpent on the emerald bowers of eden but edison fixed them shining tinfoil was fastened on the walls and baited with food then it was connected with the battery by means of wires and as soon as the cockroaches entered the trap they were instantly destroyed End of chapter 5